right guys today we're going to cover the vietnam war and i suppose when we're actually looking at this topic we can kind of link it to two different learning outcomes so firstly um the importance of the cold war in international relations in the 20th century and then secondly i suppose we could link it to the 1960s being an important decade in europe and the wider world and what that means for you and for me is or what we need to cover in relation to this is the background to the vietnam war and u.s involvement in the war and then i suppose linking the results to the war to the bigger cold war picture and what else was taking place during the 1960s in europe and the wider world we're going to really quickly cover some background information to the war um, so before world war ii vietnam had been a french colony during the war it was occupied by axis japanese forces until local communist forces drove them out of the northern half of the country in 1945 when the french tried to return after the defeat of japan these communist forces the Viet Minh, under the leadership of ho chi minh fought back and forced the french out of the country by 1954. after this vietnam had become partitioned so the north was under a communist regime while the south was controlled by a pro-western government when elections that promised to unify the country did not take place in 1958 the north attacked the south that kind of perfectly leads us into i suppose how the u.s became involved in the war so due to its policy of containment the u.s had firstly financially supported the french in their war against the Viet Minh, but it had also sent aid and troops to help the south after the north had attacked at the beginning, only a couple of hundred of American troops were sent, but that rose to over 16,000 under President Kennedy, and that number continued to rise under President Lyndon Johnson to over 500,000 in 1968. So this is where we can see the American policy of containment carry on throughout the duration of the Cold War. But we can also kind of point to how, I suppose different presidents foreign policies economic interests national fears um just geopolitical strategy also played major roles in the u.s involvement in vietnam i don't like to actually dive deep into conspiracy theory roots but some historians actually do discuss how the u.s used the vietnam war as a way of reducing drug supply to the united states and um, this is because vietnam was a mass producer of I suppose the poppy seed which runoff was produced opium um, and opium is used to produce the drug heroin and um, these historians kind of make reference to the heroin epidemic that took place in the u.s during the 1960s and this kind of highlights a possible alternative motive other than their policy of containment behind the war in vietnam so just kind of moving on to i suppose discuss the course of the vietnamese war or the war in vietnam um the North Vietnamese fighters became known as the Viet Cong, and these Viet Cong adopted guerrilla warfare tactics against the Americans. We can kind of link this back to, I suppose, Irish tactics against the British in Ireland's War of Independence. And um, these guerrilla warfare tactics were used by the Viet Cong. They attacked in small groups, they hid in jungles, and they just constantly looked to disrupt American supply lines. The Viet Cong had support of the locals in rural areas and often hid themselves and their weapons in their homes. If you ever get the pleasure of visiting Vietnam, um, I'd highly recommend visiting the Coochie Tunnels. 
So they are just a network of underground tunnels that were dug by the Viet Cong so that the soldiers could move around areas unnoticed and mount surprise attack on American troops. These underground tunnels are actually tiny in size. Um, if you actually go to Vietnam, they'll let you get into the tunnel. And it really does give you a good perspective on, I suppose, how committed and successful the Viet Cong were in their guerrilla warfare tactics against the Americans. The Viet Cong were extremely successful in their use of guerrilla warfare tactics against the Americans. And this kind of led the Americans um, to resorting to using chemicals to destroy the jungles that they were hiding in, burning down villages where Viet Cong were believed to have been, and a really heavy bombing campaign of the north of Vietnam. And it just it's important to note that these harsh American actions only strengthened the support for the Viet Cong in Vietnam. And just kind of encourage the rural people to help the Viet Cong, to hide their weapons, to provide them cover if it was needed. There was also a huge issue of drug use in Vietnam within the American army. So reports coming from the American government actually um, suggest up to 20% of soldiers were frequently taking heroin over the course of the war. And some historians actually point to this drug problem within the American army to be partly to blame for some of the atrocities committed by Americans against, I suppose, the innocent part of the Vietnamese population. Um, you could look to probably the most famous American atrocity over the course of the war, which was the My Lai Massacre, where more than 500 innocent villagers were brutally raped, mutilated and slaughtered by American troops. Um, this is said to be where the place actually if it's dead in Vietnamese, it's Viet Cong, where the phrase was coined. And that kind of just points to the large amount of civilian deaths placed on the Vietnamese population as a direct result of American violence and atrocities within the country. Really quickly, just going to cover, I suppose, the deaths or the death toll, the casualty toll of the war. So over 58,000 US soldiers were believed to be killed and tens of thousands more injured. The Vietnamese casualties were in the millions, so it's estimated up to 5.8 million deaths as a result of, I suppose, the American campaign in Vietnam. And if we just think about technology at this stage, um, so in the 1960s, early 70s, televisions were becoming a common appliance in people's households, especially in America. And because of this, for the first time, the news from the front line of the war was essentially brought straight into the living room of the American population. So the destruction that was witnessed by the American public produced an anti-war movement in the U.S., where huge protests took place from 1967 onwards. And I suppose one of the, the biggest protests that took place was a, a march on Washington, where I think over 100,000 people marched towards the Pentagon, protesting against a war that their country was supposedly, supposedly defending the American people from, which is just ironic to think about. So really quickly going to discuss the end of the war. So the US and the Viet Minh actually fought right up until the war's unpopularity pressurized President Richard Nixon into calling the troops home. So in 1972, a ceasefire agreement was signed between the US, North Vietnam and the South Vietnam governments. Um, this actually led to the US pulling their troops out of Vietnam in 1973. What do you think happened after the US troops were pulled out of the country? 
Yet the North launched a full-scale invasion on the South and eventually took the capital in April 1975. So like within two years after American troops were pulled out of Vietnam, the communist regime in the north of the country completely took over the whole country. This leads us perfectly into kind of the results or the consequences of the war. So we see in first hand the policy of containment failed in Vietnam. South Vietnam became communist and the ideology of communism actually eventually spread out to neighboring countries um, such as Laos, Cambodia. This was the US I suppose their first humiliating defeat at the hands of an army of, when you actually think about the Vietnamese army, they were essentially farmers and workers, and it was one of the poorest countries in the world. So this was extremely humiliating for the Americans. And just moving forward, it made them much more aware and much more careful of sending its armies overseas again during the Cold War, and we'll see that as we progress. Um, it also opened up deep divisions within the U.S. society where many people actually opposed the idea of war, which was seen throughout the protests and marches over the course of the war. Um, these divisions are still divide American society, and they can be seen in debates over the credibility of the war in Iraq in the last 10 years. Really quickly, and I'm going to finish up, let's try link this to a possible exam situation. So I suppose possible questions could be around writing an account of the Vietnam War, where you'll need to possibly discuss um, the causes, the course, and the consequences. Um, more specifically around U.S. involvement, describe how the U.S. lost the Vietnam War. So both questions, we need to understand U.S. reasoning for their involvement. We need to be able to discuss the policy of containment, and then we need to be able to link that or link the results of the war back to the bigger Cold War picture of international relations at the time. Anyways, I'm going to leave it there, folks. Speak soon.